Hello, everybody. <laughs> a bit different today. Are we on? Are we, we are on? on? We are on. Welcome Anybody to the there? show. Welcome to the show. Uh, <laughs> Neil, you stepped up. You, you stole my intro. Is that the new thing? I did. Well, it's kind of unusual today. It's the first time we've recorded here. It is. So, well, we did it at your old apartment, right? Uh, no, we never did. I swear you and I did one. Yeah, we did because Scott was sitting in the back room. And oh, you're right. He was. Probably, oh, man, the kitchen probably table, masturbating. That old kitchen table. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, he was um, completely disinterested. Yes. He was completely naked in the back room. Um, so, yeah, we, we uh, I am sitting in uh, Neil's uh, dining room right Dining now. room, I guess. Yes. Yeah. It's a, it's an eclectically decorated. The condo is eclectically decorated. You have to see it to believe it. Because it's <laughs> got it's got bad. all Neil's. Uh, I, I, I uh, so anyway. I'm I'm in town for just one day. I came in to see Channel Three. Neil and I went and saw Channel Three last night. We did a little record shopping. I'm basically in town for like 27 hours or something. But uh, I, I'm couch surfing, which I know is kind of strange for a man my age. But uh, and uh, yeah, I mean we're in Neil's condo and. It's a, it, the art. You just you just have to see it to believe it because uh, <laughs> a lot of it is uh, art, well, like original art. And then Neil has all his punk rock stuff, and it's it's uh, yeah. Laura, Laura, well, she is an artist, but she used to do when she was at U of I. She was in fine arts, and so she's got a lot of her paintings up. A lot of nudes. A lot of nudes, and in one room. And then my posters and stuff, a lot of my punk rock stuff is up in another room. And then I have a lot of skateboards. A lot of my collector skateboards are hanging up all over yeah, the house. Yeah, one so. always all skateboards. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just very, uh, it's very eclectic. It's very, um, it, it very much suits their personality. So I had a, a lovely night on a pretty comfortable air mattress. And yeah, we're sitting here. Uh, yeah, we bought a new So the last time Tom stayed with me in my old apartment, um, <laughs> that was right as I was moving out. And so I think the couch was gone already. Was the couch gone? Oh, yeah, gone? yeah. No. I might end up... I can't remember. Because I can't remember why you slept on the you floor. Did, well, you didn't have a couch. You had like a love seat. It was too That's short. That's right. It was too short. That's yeah, right. Yeah, because yeah, I had bed bugs on the, ca- on the couch. Oh, so the, great. So the, no, that was years ago <laughs> when, I, when I went to Mexico. So I came back. And the, so the couch got fucking annihilated. That's mm. why I didn't have a couch. And mm. it was why it was just a love seat. So yeah, you couldn't sleep on that. So you basically slept on the floor. So that yes, was, that, was a, that was a pretty rough night, I got to say. I'm getting too <laughs> old to sleep on hard floors. So. Yeah. Um, so we bought a new uh, blow-up mattress thing for yes. you yesterday it was so, very nice yeah so but anyway that's a we, there's a long wait before we get to that before we get to that because yesterday was a okay so we're recording on a saturday morning tom came in friday about noon lunchtime yeah yeah and we had a busy day yesterday yeah we did yeah we went first went to lunch because we were hungry and then we went record shopping yeah so how was the drive down um not too bad it's you know pretty hairy once you get into the city. Yeah, it was yeah, a beautiful yeah. day. Everybody it was, was a gorgeous about. day. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I took Lakeshore Drive. Those of you who don't know Chicago, there's like the city part, and of course it butts up against Lake Michigan, and it's beautiful over there. It almost makes you forget what a dump the rest of the city is. It's so nice. So you just okay. So there's two ways to come in, right? So you could either come in and stay on the highway on 1994 the whole time and go through the city, which is the worst of the traffic. Well, I'm probably gonna do that on the way back. We'll see. Okay. Or you can, once you get over from Indiana, you can get on and basically get on Lakeshore Drive really yeah. far south, right? And then you take Lakeshore Drive up, which, as by the name, it skirts the lake. Yeah, it's and, beautiful. You know, and traffic there can be bad, too, and there's a lot of oh, potholes. Yeah, yeah. The lake, traffic goes awful, but you, you get a beautiful view of the... Yeah. The lake looks beautiful blue-green right now instead yeah. of the normal brown. It's just, now, today, I'm not sure because it's very cloudy today, true. but yesterday was gorgeous. It was sunny and it was like 70 degrees. It was a really nice day to drive up. Yeah. So that was probably nice. No, it was good. And uh, yeah, so we went and had lunch at, in Neil's old stomping ground, Skokie. We did, but t- tell him first. Okay, so... 
Tom had always said that uh, Chicago, was it Chicago was a cesspool or whatever because the last time <laughs> they came in down in Chinatown. Well, we, well and the stuff. thing, well, even Chinatown's not that bad. But I was just surprised how bad downtown. Where you know the we were in a touristy area last time last fall Scott and I were kind of in the touristy area went to the House of Blues right downtown right and I was kind of surprised just how how run amok everything was it just um, wasn't well dirty and bums and stuff yeah just just everywhere and uh, I don't know it just felt like the city is uh, and and we were talking to some locals they didn't, they didn't feel that way so maybe it's just my perception it's only a couple of trips that I'm basing it on but but then driving to Lakeshore Drive yesterday you yeah, were like it's yeah beautiful. it's a beautiful yeah, city like man you take my wife to Shed's Aquarium and yeah, uh, yeah go see because yeah really and the Navy Pier and all that if you need a ten dollar ice cream cone or whatever it's just such a tourist trap but yeah so, uh, so driving up Lakeshore Drive if you don't know Chicago at all they have a couple of uh, famous museums and the aquarium is right on Lakeshore right there and yep, Soldier Field, Field where the birds play or used to play anyway because they're going to be moving. In a couple of years, uh, that's right on Lakeshore. So you know you drive past all these cool monuments and buildings and stuff like that as you're driving yeah. up Lakeshore and stuff. So yeah, it is a really pretty drive on a nice day. Yeah, it's, it's gorgeous. Now the traffic can be shitty. It was. It was pretty pretty hectic. Yeah, but anyways, yeah. So we got into Evanston, and because he got in about noon, um, lots of places pre uh, since COVID don't open like restaurants and stuff don't open until four yeah so we were kind of uh, a, a little like looking for choice you know we uh since neil refuses to go to the somalian place down the road <laughs> yeah, yeah like you've eaten there right yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I, I am seriously curious what the somalian specialties are <laughs> so we dro- so we drove back into skokie because we know there's a pub called the village inn which is pretty much always open so uh so we went over there and just a you know, regular like neighborhood bar. Kind of it, reminds it was, it was actually place. Cinco de Mayo, right? Neil, we drank Modelo. That's how worldly we are, guys. Yes, yes. He might not eat Somalian, but he'll eat, he'll uh, drink a Mexican beer. Dude, the funny thing was, we were out. We were in Chicago all day yesterday. I yeah, I didn't see any Cinco de Mayo stuff at all. Uh, there was a couple of Mexican guys driving around. Well, Remember, they had like guys. the big, yeah, oh, but they the had flag, like the big yeah. flag coming yeah. out of their car. Yeah, but <laughs> I, I mean, mean I, I mean, it's no more annoying than the Irish, right? Well, yeah, actually, much much less annoying than the Irish. Well, there's far less of them. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so um, after we got done eating in Skokie, uh, we decided to. I mean, by now it's like one o'clock, one thirty or something like that. Sure. So, we're like, you know what? There's a whole bunch of record stores down this long uh, north south. Actually, it's a diagonal street called Milwaukee Avenue. There's a whole bunch of record stores down there. A lot of there. people probably know Reckless. People who've been in. Yeah. We weren't. We didn't. We weren't quite in that area, but a lot of people know Reckless on Milwaukee. That's the big one, right? But yeah. So we basically we 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 started down and we just started driving down uh, and we hit I think three different record shops. Yep. Is that right? So um, the first stop was one that Tom had never been to before, but uh, I had. It's called Tone Deaf. Yep. And it's, uh, I think it's like 4,800 North Milwaukee. It's some, it's like Milwaukee and Montrose, I think. And a really good store. I mean, I really like that store yeah. a lot. It's definitely geared towards our tastes more. Yeah. It's hard nowadays to go into like these general record stores. And if they don't even have like a punk section or they don't have the music divide, it's like, am I going to spend three hours going through all your all your records? So it's good to... Oh, because someone just got shot. <laughs> I, think your, I think it's your heating and cooling system. No, that wasn't. That was someone outside. Oh, I gave a door, I think. Well, listen, man. I've been hearing sirens the whole time over here. Yeah, uh, but yeah. no, it, it was a cool, it was a cool little shop, and well, it's not that little, really. I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. You're right. It wasn't. Yeah. So they have a. It's really well curated. Pretty much as soon as you walk in, so they have a used section kind of on the left, and then they have new punk albums are the first things that you see, and um, and a ton of seven inches too. And the thing they had that I love, and they Reckless used to have this too. Like I have a lot of punk seven inches just for a buck. 
And yeah. I used to love, especially when I didn't have very much money, just grab like 10 of them or whatever. And it's very low risk. And if six of them are good, I ended up grabbing a couple. But ultimately, you and I both bought older records, used records, which I'm not a huge... I mean, I do buy some used records, but I usually buy mostly new records. Yeah. Just because I'm... I don't know. I'm always afraid it's going to go home and skip. But I did listen to listen to the part that I thought looked a little dodgy, and it sounded good. Yeah, no, that was noisy, nice, older record, but that was one of the nice things about tone deaf. You know, it's a uh, you know a decent record store. They have a record player there with headphones, so you can actually listen to the used vinyl before you buy yeah. it. Yeah, so you can listen to the headphones and not irritate the hell out of everyone yeah. in there. Yeah. Um, so that was cool. So Tom, what did you end up? What did you end up buying? I bought that Undead record. And the Undead are for those people that don't know. It was Bobby Steele from the Misfits band after he left the Misfits. So he was like, what? Yeah, or got kicked out or whatever it was. Was he their first guitarist? No, but he played on like Horror Business and... Uh, All the classics. I don't even know about that because he didn't play on the... Um, they had a few different guitar players, but he's right. he's widely considered maybe their best guitar player. Okay. Because he's like a... He, he's got a little bit of a touch, you know. Doyle is okay Awful. at what he does. Well, Bang. he's he good at what he does, but he, but he doesn't have any finesse. Right. So that's why when the Misfits are playing shows now, they have a second guitarist. That makes sense. But it's some unknown quantity so that Danzig doesn't have to pay. <laughs> Just some session dude? Pretty much. Yeah. So well, Bob- it's, his name is AC Spade. He's kind of, I think it's AC Spade. He's kind of well-known, but I don't know. I'm sure he probably does fine at those Misfits shows. They're drawing 10,000 plus people. He probably, uh, Well, it's probably not that, that difficult to play, right? The early stuff? Well, you know, like Bobby played leads and stuff, so I, I, I don't know. It's... Yeah. I don't know. I, I still haven't gone to see the reconstituted Misfits. But anyway, this, the Undead was the band he formed after he was kicked out of the Misfits, right? Yes. And it's kind of got a Misfits feel, for sure. And this album, because I was digging through the the newly, the, the new, no, new used section sounds weird, but the stuff, that, the used stuff that had just come in. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. So, uh, and they actually had some decent stuff. They had that, they had two anti-scene records, I believe. Yep, they had Eat More Possum, yeah. and they had, uh, I can't remember what the other one was, Noise yeah. for Noise Sake or something. I which which I showed to Tom, I thought he'd be interested, but then when I saw this Undead one, I was like, oh my god, Tom, this is for you. So yeah. um, he went over and listened to it to make sure it was okay, and then and then you found on Discogs, it's, it's difficult to yeah, find. Yeah, it's not right? a lot of American copies of it, so. What was the album called, do you remember? It's called Never Say Die. Never Say Die, there you go, yeah. So and it's like I think it's a compilation of a couple of seven inches. It's definitely a compilation yeah. of some stuff. So Tom bought that. A couple and, of singles, a uh, couple of random like dollar singles. Yeah, Tom bought that in a couple of singles, and because like I said, they have a very big seven inch selection. And uh, digging through that use section, I saw, and it's it's funny, man. It was like it was meant to be. So we were going to see Channel Three that night, and I found the uh, very first Channel Three EP from 1982, uh, the very first release. Which was like a five-track EP, and uh, so I'd be actually eyeing that up on Discogs, and there it was in the record store waiting for me. So I I bought that. Hmm. So uh, yeah, that was that was pretty handy. Maybe we should play an Undead song yep. and a Channel Three song back to back. That sounds good. All right, that's what we'll do. So which Undead song do you want to play? We were going to do in '84, and so so you mentioned. I'm sorry, I got distracted for a minute, but that was from the owner's collection, personal collection. That's right, because we, we. And sp- I think that we didn't ask about the Channel Three one, but I wouldn't be surprised if that was his personal collection too. Yeah, the owner, um, the guy that we spoke to, uh, who was the owner. His nice guy. I can't remember his name. Tony. Tony. Okay. His name was Tony, and yeah, he was a very cool guy. And when Tom asked him about that Undead album, he's like, "Yeah, that was my personal collection." 
So he was clearly back into. Well, I was a little concerned. I did. It had a little scratch, but it wasn't deep. And I was. Yeah. I uh, I said as a playthrough, I haven't listened to since I was a teenager. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I said that seems a little judgy there, dude, because he was he was probably around our age, you know, our age. Yeah. Not a, not a particularly young guy, but no, he it was cool. I always like when you go to a store and the yeah, the owner you're talking knows. to the owner and he's yeah. um, clearly a music lover. Yeah. So he was he was a cool. Because that other store we went to, the guy just. I don't think he cared. Yeah, he couldn't. He couldn't give an employer. Couldn't have given a rat's ass. Um, Yeah. So okay. So we're going to listen to the undead. Uh, The song is in '84, and then we will follow that up with uh, Channel Three with uh, one of the tracks off that first EP. It's going to be called Mannequin. So uh, let's listen to those. Yeah. 
that was The Undead with in 84 and Channel 3 with Mannequin. So, uh, yes, that was good. So we were in there for about 45 minutes, I'd say. Something like that. Yeah, well, it was a good long, a good long visit. Yeah. I, uh, you know, I pawed through all the singles and I had a few of them picked out. And I, I, I probably could have bought some more. They were a buck a piece. But it gets to the point where I don't have time to listen to it even and... Uh, so I ended up putting it all back except for a couple. Yeah, that's know. right. Yeah, because you at one point you picked. Out I mean, about there was five a bunch, honestly there was a bunch of like dollar colored vinyl punk singles that it, were worth a swing probably. Yeah, but like I said, I just I need to stop hoarding so many things. So so I bought yeah I bought that LP and I bought two two seven inches. Yeah, I was I was looking for some old some classic punk singles, but I didn't really have any. And they had a they had a bin that was it said rare records. Um, there was nothing really good in there. I got no. kind of excited when I saw that, but there was nothing really good in there. So just because uh, it's rare doesn't mean you're going to like it. That's true, and, and and it's funny what they count as rare. You know, there was some stuff in there from like the from like the nineties or the two thousands. I I don't know what makes it rare. Well, but, but you got to remember that era. There was a lot I guess, of records. Not a lot of press. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I guess that was it. But uh, yeah, it's crazy. But some of these the nineties stuff, the dollar amounts. Yeah, because that other place too, which we'll you know we went to next. They had a wall with a bunch of. They did, you know, yeah. First press we'll fear. And yeah, yeah. We'll get to that in a second. So, so then we started driving down. So the the next record store we were going to go to was Record Breakers, which is um, is it still owned by the Reggies folks? It you used know, to be it in used Reggies. to be in Reggies yeah. the club. Yeah, it's funny. Scott and I came down for Bad Religion. Bad Religion was doing a thing a few years ago where they were doing back to back shows. It was at the Metro actually. And uh, they were doing different shows each night. One was like up to 2000. One was like post 2000. So we went two nights in a row and saw a bunch of bad religion songs. And we got just unbelievably hammered. <laughs> Can't believe that. Yeah, I know. Shocking, right? It was bad, man. I, I, I got worse than Scott hammered, but we got back and he couldn't get out of bed the next day. Oh, boy. So I walked over to, we were staying in Chinatown, I walked over to that record store and they were doing like, at that point they were getting rid of all their CDs, so I bought a ton of punk CDs for like a buck or two a piece, wow. which was pretty cool. But yeah, I don't, they moved a few years ago. That record store is now like a comedy club. Oh, on, on the second floor of the yeah, Reggie's, yeah yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, no, I, I, so any, yeah, and, well, I was going to say, I, I, it was okay, so getting down to record breakers was actually kind of a fucking hassle because oh, um, typical of Chicago, um, it's, even though it's on the same street, um, they were doing construction work or something, so the street was closed. So I had to do some crazy ass detour down Cicero, and uh, that was. But actually, it turned out all right. It wasn't so bad. And uh, so we went to record breakers, and that was. I remember we went to it once a couple years ago um, during COVID. Yep, and I did find I found a couple was, things. And yeah, it was it was much better then. That, that I thought it was kind of lackluster yesterday. They didn't. They didn't have a lot of. Well, here's the thing. One man's lackluster is not necessarily. They, they uh, their punk section had a lot of newer stuff that we're not very interested in. Right. As opposed to the other one, we're going to talk about in a minute, where it's like, oh wow, look at this, look at this, look at this. Yeah, it just what didn't seem particularly well curated. It just seemed well. Like it, was it wasn't curated to our interests, but right. they might have a totally different crowd in there. Yeah, you know? maybe. You know, it's nice when the world caters to us, but I don't know that we. You know, as many records as we buy, you know, I don't know. I still think it's still kind of a niche, right? I mean, okay, and also another thing, the the place smelled of pee. 
I don't know what the fuck that was about, but yeah, the whole city smells toward, like pee, Neil. Every major city <laughs> smells like pee. Towards the back of Record Breakers, it really smelled like someone had peed in there. My daughter had been to New York, and she's like, the city stunk. I'm like, yeah, it's a city stink. <laughs> yeah, city stink, yeah. So, yeah, you should go to Paris. Sewer and bum piss. And, yeah, you know, bum piss. That's a good name for That's man. not piss that comes out of your bum. That's uh, <laughs> You hate oh. that. Nobody likes that. Yeah, it's not good, is it? It's the same. Yes. But, uh, Drizzling shits. Well, and in, in, in that area where those records are, it's not like the real heavy pedestrian area over there, right? No, that's yeah, that's that's not great over there. Not that great. Um, but you know, overall, that store it wasn't terrible. It was. It's not a bad store, but yeah, it just didn't really cater to what what I was looking. I didn't. Matter of fact, we were walking out right, and we didn't buy anything. But yeah, we hadn't. Yeah, you hadn't. We hadn't picked out anything. One of the one of the things I was most interested in. They had a first press of the first generation X album from England with the original Obi. Ah. Um, which it was fifty I, bucks, right? I mean, that's it was fifty bucks. Yeah, is that, is that yeah. A, if the vinyl's in good shape, I'd say that's probably. I mean, I have I have the top loading so you're album, basically but you're I just don't buying, have the Obi. So you're paying fifty bucks for the damn Obi strip. I, I should have offered him twenty bucks just for the Obi strip. <laughs> well, ten bucks. Just well, for see, the and, Obi that, and then you know whether or not he was an owner, or just some kid who worked there. You're yeah, like, I don't care, yeah, man. Yeah, he, he, yeah, he didn't seem interested at all. That kid didn't seem interested. I mean, and it's funny, you know, when he says to me, "Oh, what are you looking for?" Like, I could have blurted out, like, six bands like he'd have heard of any of them. You know what I mean? It was, it was kind of funny that he said that. What are we looking for? Your mom. <laughs> uh, yeah, we were walking out, and there was, like, a thing of you seven inches right by the exit. And so I just started flipping through it just because I was waiting for you because you were – I don't know what you were doing. But then I found some stuff that you were kind of interested in, right? I, I ended up buying a seven inch. I spent one dollar. There you go. Yeah. And I bought – it's a local uh, Chicago band, actually. That used to play Grand Rapids fairly regularly pre-COVID. They're called Squared Off, hmm. kind of a street punk band. They're actually they're actually pretty cool. I was I was pretty happy to get the seven inch. I don't have any of their stuff on vinyl. I had a bunch of like they used to like make their own CDRs and stuff and sell them. And oh, okay, yeah. I uh, I'm officially. I, I think I'm officially not buying CDs anymore. I always would listen to them in the car, and I have a CD player at home. I have like a five disc, yeah, yeah, Denon changer or whatever. And I I do use it, but. I just I have so many. I don't. I just don't think I'm buying it anymore. Hmm. You know when I put it on, Neil? When I sit in my chair in my back room and I want to listen to some music, but I know there's a pretty good chance I'm going to fall asleep. I'll put a CD on because the turntable is not automatic. Yeah. It gets the other record just boom, boom. I get that. Boom, boom, boom. So, uh, or if I don't have time to be changing records, I'll put you know load some CDs up. And I had I had one once. It must have been a small label or just badly pressed or something where it didn't even do that. It didn't even have a stop groove. Mm. It just went the needle went and right across onto the label. Yeah, I've, I have one record now that it's at one of those overkill reissues that the needle hits the paper. You can yeah, hear it, it's like ooh, that doesn't sound. Too yeah, good. that's not good for your if you diamond not good for uh, diamond tip not stylus. Good for anything. Yeah, not good for anything. So anyway, we were only in that record store for about twenty minutes. You know, we went through the punk section and it was. Yeah, it was just. The, I was a little tempted by those DI records, but they're not hard. To yeah, they had two, re- to two uh, the the classic two DI yeah. re- reissues. We well, have them both on CD, and I wasn't. And the prices weren't great in there either, right? Yeah, they were fine. Yeah, average, was it like thirty bucks or something. Those were I don't know they were in the twenties. You know, listen, everybody's gone up wholesale. Yeah, what used to be twenty bucks is now twenty five bucks. Yeah, that's all there is to it, and you know, those DI albums are short too. I think that first one's like eight yeah, tracks or something, yeah. Yeah. if that. You know, yeah. Um, well, that 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 uh, undead album I bought's only eight tracks too. It's fairly short, but it's well, just so I'll, cool. We're talking of uh, squared off. Should we play a yeah? Let's we'll squared play off track. Okay. So this is the title track from that EP I just oh, I just bought, right? We the people. Uh, is yeah, that what we that's picked right. Out? Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, we the uh, so yeah. The, so this is squared off from Chicago. You said right? Chicago. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I've never heard of them, but there you go. So this they're kind of in that street punk scene, which you know everything's cordoned off. There's the pop punk scene, the street punk scene, and we go see the old man punk scene. You know, it's yeah. And once in a while they cross over, but even though there's a good street punk festival coming up in the fall that I might have to yeah come over for so for sure. So anyway, yeah. So this is squared off with We the People.
Alright. Hope you enjoyed that. Street punk from Chicago, as Tom says. Seems pretty political. It seems very... It must be new, because it was anti-Trump, right? It was the, it was the sleeve, anyway. Yeah, well, I mean, how long has he been out? Three years? Three yeah, years? I, I guess. Years, but I'm just saying it's not from the 90s or something. It's, no, no. Yeah, it's but they, they're from the... They, I think they formed 96 or something. They've been okay. around forever. Yeah. It's like one of those things. One old guy and whoever whoever's band is at the moment, I think. Yeah. So from so by now, because now... I mean, it was like 80 degrees in the city. It was beautiful. So it was, yeah. it was, it was getting warm, so we were getting thirsty. Right? Always thirsty, Neil. Yeah. I had that beer for lunch. It was long gone. Yeah. So, uh, instead of... So, I mean, my original plan had been to go down Milwaukee and go down to a couple more record stores in Milwaukee. But we decided to uh, curtail that. So, we uh, got off on Belmont and uh, decided to go to one of our favorite places to drink, which is the D-Men Tapped. Yep. And then just around the corner from there is Bucket of Blood Records. Yep. So we killed two birds with one stone. So we started off at D-Men Tap, and um, it, it's funny. It had really, a couple of Schlitz. I had a couple of Schlitz tall yeah, boys. Yeah, he was drinking Schlitz, which is which is interesting. <laughs> and I was I was drinking hams. Uh, Nothing but the best for us, buddy. Yeah. So it was interesting because like every time we go in there now, they even though we don't go in there that often, like once every six months. Yeah. Maybe, they got, they kind of know us. It's always yeah. the same. John, I think his name is behind the counter. The owner. And yeah. uh, one of the owners. Yeah. yeah. And then he's a big burly dude with a big is. long head of hair. He's a but he's a funny guy. Good nice guy. Yeah, I mean he's the kind of guy that when you first go in there, if you didn't know him, you'd be kind of uh, you know a little wary of because he looks like a big angry bastard. But no, he's a super nice guy. And then. Didn't we recognize some of the people that were just sitting there, you know, the bar flies that were just sitting there? Well, it's funny, right? Because this is going to come up later, actually. Yeah. The one guy, but the one guy that was sitting there, but he works there, so that explains why he's there every time we're there, which is like I guess, said, once a yeah. year, twice a year. I think he was the cook guy, right? Yeah, prep cook or something, yeah. like he said. I, I talked to him a little bit later on. Yeah. So, uh, we had a couple of beers in there, and then, uh, dutifully, dutifully refreshed, we decided to go around the corner to Bucket of Blood. Again, one of our favorite record stores in Chicago because it's always you can always guarantee that there's going to be stuff there. Man, that, we were that pulling things out left and right. Yeah, we could have spent, we could have, yeah, we could have bought ten records each easily. Well, it's, it's funny, right? Because the the woman, the woman working, I, I'm sorry, I didn't get her name, but she said, "Hey, you guys are the podcast guys, right?" Yeah, they recognized us. It was kind of funny. Yeah. So we talked to them. They're they're real cool over there. We uh, we always had a good time over there, and I guess the thing was we could. Drive up and down Michigan and maybe check out some record stores where we might find some stuff. But we kind of always know that place is a slam dunk. So. Yeah, that's true. It's it's really well curated. And for those who haven't been to Bucket of Blood, it, they also sell uh, books yeah. and stuff in the front. So the front section of the of the store is uh, books, a lot of science fiction, a lot of that yeah, kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then the back of the store is the records and mainly metal and punk. I'd say. I'd yeah. say that's fair. I mean, they have some general selection. They but do. They just have a very. I mean, there was so they had so many metal albums. Yeah. And I, and I only listened to very little metal, but yeah, they had and then the old man punk once again. You know, yeah. we're pulling out records by television and the kids and stuff like that yeah. instead of you know. Idols or whatever other. Well, they also had. You also had that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, well, they had. They had, and they happened to have something. Oh, and the other thing is, they were having this book reading in the back. Yeah, some book signing or something with the author. Some, some yeah. dark. Oh, but, you know, we, you know, we jumped. Well, we 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 skipped a bit as we were walking from uh, D Man to oh, yeah, yeah. to Bucket of Blood. We saw just this new little store, new to me anyway, that was just like tucked away. That was like. Horror, like a horror show, like, yeah, yeah, like horror themed, right? So DVDs, 
posters, yeah. prints. It was so cool. We, so we jumped in there and just to just to take a look around and see what it has. And super nice guy inside the yeah, store. Yeah, we didn't buy anything, but it was a cool th- place. Yeah. I wish I can't remember the name of it now. Horror something, horror dungeon or something like that. Yeah, you know? yeah. But it was, I mean, if you're into that kind of thing, yeah, need some posters on your wall. Neil doesn't need any posters. He's got all these topless. <laughs> Women <laughs> on his wall, so he's pretty good. Those are the paintings that Laura Joe Strummer you know? skateboards, yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, so he told us about this book reading at, at D-Man's. Uh, not meaning Bucket of Blood. Yeah, I was a little worried about it. I'm like, oh, shit, are we going to walk in there? It's going to be like packed with people. But packed it was with way, nerds. It was way in the yeah. back. Yeah, yeah. Science fiction nerds. Yeah. Neil and I, our bully instinct, we kick in and we just start throwing haymakers. <laughs> yes, knocking the books out of their hands. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, anyway, so yeah, so the... Front of the store is full of books, and the back is full of full of great records. So that's that's actually my buddy Scott's favorite store because he's the big yeah. science fiction book guy. He's not a record collector, but he's a big science fiction book guy. So he'll he can stay busy for you know if we stay in there, you can spend an hour easily in there. And it's not a huge place. No, it's not even it's it's not nearly as big as like Vertigo and Grand Rapids that we go to. But it's it's just like I said, a lot of stuff in our wheelhouse. Right, a lot of those radiation reissues yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like Tom said, very, very well curated, very good selection of like For classic, curated classic punk yeah. stuff. Well, they also, it's interesting too, a lot of places will mix punk and hardcore together. They actually have yeah. hardcore broken out into a big section, but the classic punk stuff is a big, big section. They, they even have like a separate like goth Yeah, like and actually that was really good. Section. Yeah, their, their, their post-punk section was actually excellent. I was looking, I was going to buy the first Bauhaus record there because I've, ne- I've never owned that first hmm. Bauhaus record. Oh, was it the second one they had? Anyway. Um, You're not, but, they're not depressed enough? You need to listen to some I didn't know if we were going to be going to other record stores or uh, else I'd be buying Well, and that is always the thing, right? You don't want to blow your load all in one shot, so, right. to, so to speak. So, Metaphorically speaking, of course. So they they have some good used in with the new, uh, the new records. And so I found a copy of uh, the Digit's third album, Hornet Pinata. Which I didn't have on vinyl. I had it on CD because that was like CD era. Yeah. So um, I was delighted because I'd looked at that on Discogs. So I bought Hornet Pinata, and I bought. <laughs> so there's a band from I think from New Jersey, right? Called the Ratchets. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Kind of like a social D clash kind of thing. Yeah, very much. What one of the early things is very, very, very much. See, I have all. Clash, I have, I have like all the records. Classic, I bought them from pirates when they do yeah. their sales. Classic, uh, classic clash era yeah. sounding. Yeah. Um, so I saw their. Was I think that's the first album, Glory Bound, right? I, I think, think that's their first full length. Full length, yeah. Which uh, with a cover I didn't recognize. I knew I had some ratchets. Well, I mean, it was just a different color, right? I mean, it was just a no. Color. It's com- it's a completely different cover. Is it? It's a completely different cover. Oh. I mean, it's it's blue and silver, but it's a completely different cover. Hmm. Um, so I didn't recognize it. So and they had it on sale for ten dollars, and it was like the 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 color was gorgeous. It's yeah, it's, it's a fantastic beautiful, package. Beautiful so I was like, oh, I'm buying this for ten dollars. So I bought that. And only later when I check today, I actually he do have I do have that record, but it's a different. It's and a it's, different the one price. you have is beautiful, also. Yeah, but it's a different cover, which is why I got confused. So now mm-hmm. I have two copies of, of that record. There you, there you go. Neil's a variant guy now. Yeah, He's have multiple I, variants. I of, guess. I mean, you got how many different versions of that Generation X record that we went? Oh yeah, yeah, but that you had to do that. I guess they did that on purpose. I don't each, have each to one, do anything, Neil. Each one had a different cover picture sleeve. Oh, and you're talking about the seven inch. I'm talking about the the first album. I mean, you got oh. a couple different copies of that first. I think I have three copies of that first. I, I have know. two myself. So, yeah. anyway, that's what I bought at Bucket of Blood. What did you buy? Because you pulled out so some stuff too. I had been looking for this for a long time. The second one was kind of peer pressured, and I was peer pressured. In <laughs> yeah, you were actually. That was that was kind of unfair, but but, but it's fine. I wanted it. Um, there, I, I've actually been, so. 
I'm trying not to buy so much stuff that I already have on either on if I have a good CD copy or if I have. You know, I'm trying not to buy too much redundant stuff, but I have been looking for a copy of Troops of Tomorrow Exploited, and the reason is I have this like crappy looking CD. It sounds fine, but it's like from some shitty label, like Grand Slam Records or something. <laughs> and they redid the cover; it made it really generic and put a bunch of bonus tracks on it. So I'd been wanting to get uh, Troops of Tomorrow with the original like painting cover because I love that cover. Um, so I found that and I, I bought that red vinyl radiation records out of Italy. So that was cool. And then I was about to check out, I was just going to buy that. It was like 28 bucks or something. And then, uh, I was, we were talking about record store Dave. So we, we, we talking to, I believe the woman was one of the owners. I'm sorry. I can't, I can't get her name. And the guy is always in there. Maybe he's one of the owners too. I don't know. The bald headed guy. Um, they're real cool. Real he, cool. Who people used to though. live in Grand Rapids, right? Yeah, well, he lived he in was, Michigan. Yeah, he yeah. knew he knew Grand Rapids really yeah. well. So we were yeah, so we were actually having a little walk down memory lane talking about yeah. our favorite record store in Grand Rapids in the in the late eighties. And yeah, no, they're real real nice folks. I mean, in fact, the, the they were drinking uh, like Miller High. Life. A couple of them were drinking Miller High. Life. Miller so High like, Life, these are yeah. my people. These are my people. And, and it is interesting. So one of the last times we were in there. We must have given them, we told them about the podcast, and we gave them a sticker, so they put a sticker up behind the counter. But the fact is, they recognized us, which yeah, we, it was, we haven't it was been a little in surprising. There. But I guess, I guess it's the mixture of the little white-haired English accent guy and the big <laughs> goateed ball guy. I don't know. It's like, I, I guess we are kind of a yeah. odd couple, if you will, right? Yeah. Um, but anyway, so, so they recognized <laughs> us and said, oh, you're the podcast guys. And we're like, yeah. oh, yeah, that's cool. So anyway, we got talking to him. And yeah, the guy was from, the guy was originally from Michigan. So Tom and Or Iowa like, or something, but he lived in Michigan. Yeah. Or maybe that was the other guy was from Iowa. I don't know. We, did, you know, we had a lot of friendly... Boy, we met a lot of nice, uh, we friendly, did. friendly I was a, it, Yesterday was a long fucking day, man. It was yeah. a long day. Um, so anyway, so we're talking to them, and they had their Record Store Day 2023 stuff up on the counter in a cardboard box and stuff yeah. that was left over. So Tom mentioned that Ramon's uh, Pleasant Dreams... Devil's thing. Devil's or thing. whatever it was. Yeah, you know, rough, saying, rough mixes. Saying he wasn't able to find it in his local record store. And they were like, oh, we, well, we have some here. <laughs> so but at that point, Tom was... Kind of pressured into so yeah, I, spent, I basically spent sixty bucks on two records, but yeah. that's, that's all right. Yeah, two records that I don't need, but that's all right. Yeah, um, like I said, I was I, I kind of I really try to keep like a running list of things I'm looking for so that I can kind of focus because we're going. Spoiler alert: we're going at least one more record store today. We're going to go up and visit our buddy uh, okay, Mike, yeah. our buddy Mike at Loud Pizza with his new store in Highland Park, um, home of the Highland Park Shooter, and. Uh, <laughs> So, but I, I'm really trying to focus my record collecting. But you go into a record store sometimes, and I all you, the heart, everything you know, I'm looking heart, for just dude, go, yeah. Goes the heart my wants mind. what the heart wants, like that undead thing. I need that like a hole in the head, you know. But it, it's just cool. Well, you might and, never see it again. Exactly. Yeah, and, and, and I, that's the kind of thing that'll haunt you. I'd go home, and tomorrow night I'd be laying in my bed going, "Why didn't I buy that freaking undead?" Yeah, for fifteen bucks. Yeah, Neil, I need you to drive in the city. You'd be yeah. like, piss off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If I'm down, yeah, like it. I'll like, come. I'll go to the city begrudgingly when you're here, but yeah. I'm not going down there by myself. Uh, so yeah, I mean, yeah, I have a list of things I want, obviously, in my discogs list. But when I go into a record store, that just goes out of my fucking head. I have it. I have it. In, I have it in like my notes. I don't even do the, the discog thing because most everything I want in discogs is singles because you just these record stores. Everyone we went to had some singles, but it just doesn't seem like. Yeah, I know. You got to get lucky. Mean. The LPs yeah. are a little easier to. Yeah, but anyway, when I go in, I, I, I everything just goes out of my mind, and I just start flipping, and then you'll always find something that you want when you do. Oh, that. I was hoping that exploited record was on my 
records I'm looking for list so that I could cross it off. Because it's not. I I have to add it now so I can delete it. (laughs) So Cheryl didn't yell at you. (laughs) No, it's so I'm so uh, anal retentive. You know, you ever do like uh, your work? I don't know if you you know you're 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 living a condo. I got more a little yard and stuff, so I have to do yard work. And like it's Saturday, it's like ah, I got a lot to do. I better make a list of what I need to do. And then you'll do something that's not on your list, so I'll write it on the list so I can Cross scratch it off. It off. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, I do that at work sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, on my to-do list. Uh, so anyway, so from there, after we were in there for probably 45 minutes again, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, we were in there quite a, yeah. quite a while, and, you know, we'd had a couple of beers, so we were loosened up. Like I said, they're, they're real nice folks. I, uh, You know, I, if you're in the city... You know, everybody talks about reckless, but I'll take a bucket, bucket, take of, blood. bucket of blood any day. Yeah, go to. And matter of fact, nothing. And sure. that I really like that tone deaf too. It was a cool record store, yeah. but if I can only go to one, I'm going to yeah. go to. I like. I'm going to not go to Record Breakers again. I'll like I might give it another it chance was, at was, some it was, point. It was, it was fine. It just, it, yeah. I mean, you know, I have this this issue because, and I, I talked about this before. I have such a great record store. Yeah, twenty minutes from yeah, me. Yeah, you spoiled. Yeah, so it's hard for me to, and I sort of feel dirty. <laughs> Now that the fact matters that exploit record, I had just looked for it at Vertigo. I know he didn't have it, and they only did five hundred in the red. So I doubt another order of it's coming yeah. in. Yeah. So you know there are there are exceptions to every rule, but yeah, it's like I feel like I'm cheating on cheating on Vertigo. Dude, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, and I I do a lot, I do a lot of mail order too. Well, this is your home away from home in Chicago. Yeah, exactly. Well, and I do a lot of I do a lot of mail order direct from the label, which I think. I mean, I hate to cut the record store out of it, but you know some of these little labels like a, a mom's basement or something, they don't. Stocked out of my local store, so I just have them send them right to me. So I'll tell you what, let's play. Um, Even though Mike at Loud Pizza appears to be stocking some of that stuff, so we'll go, we'll go finger his records later. <laughs> Fingering his records. Um, so I'm going to play a digit song, okay? Because I bought, I bought. You want to throw an exploited in there too? Sure. Yeah, we'll do them back. So to back Neil, then. this this is interesting, right? So this exploited song is a cover of the vibrators, vibrators right? song. Yeah, vibrators. Yeah. And then who who makes a cover track, the title track of their album? Uh, yeah, I guess. But it's a good it Troops of Tomorrow. It's, it's a great fine. song. Yeah. But the, the interesting thing is, that the other thing I'll add to this before we play these songs. So, there's no question that the Exploit are going to be at Riot Fest. They haven't announced it yet, but they're playing Detroit. Well, old health, what he's health. Well, that's uh, the thing, right? <laughs> they're supposed to be playing Detroit. It's like a Wednesday night. I, 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 I kind of freaked out, and I bought tickets to see the Exploit on a Wednesday night in Detroit, three hours away, at a little tiny club. Like, like I don't know why they're not playing somewhere bigger, honestly. Holds a couple hundred people tops. But, yeah, that's the question. Do you think I'll... Because I've never seen The Exploited, and I know a lot of people hate them. They're kind of a joke band. But will I get to see them? Yeah, think? I don't know. Yeah. It seems like... With his health. They're just constantly canceling shows. Have you ever seen them? No. Never seen them. Are you into them or not really? Too I like, shoddy for I like you. The, I like the first few singles. Oh, I should get close to the mic. I like the first few singles. Yeah, the singles, the first few singles. And the did. first album I enjoy. Yeah, I think the first album is a little dodgy. I think oh, what's they, classic, I think man? It's so, it's so stupid. It's Horror so Epics stupid, it's funny. One. Horror Epics. See, I don't know. See, because they started to go more metal. And when a they went more metal, metal yeah, I didn't, yeah. I don't, I, they drop out at that In point. the 90s, they were pretty much doing straight speed metal. Yeah, so fuck that. I I'm love not you. into that. I love you. My little porno slut. Um, oh, boy. So, uh, yeah. So, anyway. Yeah, I... I you know, I, I think I mentioned this before, but we, this is the year where I was going to try to... Well, hold on. We're going to play the records. We're I was going to try to see bands I haven't seen before. That's why I got the Exploited ah, tickets. Gotcha. So, anyway. All right, so we'll do Exploited Troops of Tomorrow first, and then um, Digit's Kill Boy Powerhead, which mm. was uh, how they made a lot of money. I believe that they, was their their cover of The Offspring. Ah, uh, shut up. No, it was their, their original, <laughs> and The Offspring covered it, and good old Rick Sims got a lot of money from it. Good on him. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Exploited, and then Digit's. 
first you heard the exploited with troops of tomorrow which is a yeah, vibrator song originally and then digits with kill boy powerhead which fame and fortune on that one huge offspring album yeah, it's funny rick rick when we had rick out if you haven't if, if you're a relatively new listener i can't encourage you enough to go back and listen to the rick sims episode which i think was number Seven, 17, 17 i yeah. believe it was Walmart. and i'll tell you it sounds terrible you can hear my wife putting away dishes in the background it's it's sort of it was right around christmas time and i literally had to run out and do a christmas party. but it was really it, it was really a lot of fun i think it was for us it was a big sort of stepping stone to the yeah. to the level of professionalism you come to expect today <laughs> yeah it seems, i'd say it was still one of our we've done a lot some good interviews but yeah. i think it was one of our, our first really good one yeah, i yeah. think yeah because he was great guest it always it all depends on the quality of the guest really you know yeah we can ask the questions but well and, and, and everybody doesn't have to be the same you know not everybody's like excitable like a black dahlia some people right. are more laid back and you know what some people are professional some people we are got not. a couple of man we, we've done a couple of episodes recently and uh, i don't know if you'll hear them before we do this or this one will come out first we're kind of giving up on we got a little bit of a backlog going we're kind of giving up on even numbering them beforehand cause yeah because some kind of time but sometimes, time sometimes we record two or three in a week and sometimes we record yeah. none for a week um but we did a couple, and they were both different kind of guys, different eras of bands, but both, you know, both real enjoyable. So, yeah. And then other ones are a little dodgier, and I think we won't mention names, but you'll know when you hear it. <laughs> indeed. Indeed, that is true. So, anyway, getting back to our timeline. So, we left after shopping in the, in the uh, bucket of blood. We were starting to get thirsty again. So, we hop back it's funny around. how that works, though. Yeah. Back around the corner, back to D-Men again. Yep, another round or but two. But we just had one in there because... I might have had two. Where we parked, there was another bar I knew just down from D-Men that I'd always wanted to... I'd heard about and I'd always wanted to go to. But when we first parked, it wasn't open yet. 
and it's called Reed's Local. Reed's Local. So it was a small. I mean, it lo- really does look like a dive bar. You'd almost walk by it without even noticing yeah. it. Um, so not, not much, really, not much smaller than Liars, though. No, no. But we'll, yeah, we'll get to that in a minute. But so we walked back to the car and we're like, well, let's go in and just see what this place is like. So we walked into Reed's Local, and it was exactly what we would expect. It was it was like a dive bar, but it was clean and the guy it was super friendly. Yeah, I will definitely. The owner was working. The owner was working the bar. Yeah. Well, it's you never know. You know, sometimes. You know, we've been in bars. We went to one in Grand Rapids, where they you're you're clearly. I mean, you're not welcome. You're right. It's not. Yeah. You know, that's what you, you're not. You just they're just like they want to cater their regulars. But how do you become a regular? I mean, we right. have to go there seven times before they yeah don't treat you like crap. But the the the. Oh, what was the Joel? No, what was the? Yeah, I think Joel. Joel. Dang it! I can't remember. Man, we I was drinking. He, he gave us his name like three times, and but uh, anyway, he's the owner slash bartender. Really nice guy. He lived in England for a while, so of yeah. course Neil Neil he bounded over there. He, he might have been the one who was from Iowa. Yeah, he was from Iowa originally. But uh, yeah, super good dude. So once again, you know, if you want to do a little day drinking and a little out of the off the way out of the way hole in the wall, definitely. cheap too. That yeah. place was che- that place was cheap. So I mean, yeah. Chicago cheap. Well, it, was, it was like two dollars. Wasn't like Coopersville, like Michigan cheap. Yeah, it wasn't Coopersville cheap. You can't get a bucket of six uh, PBRs <laughs> for ten bucks <laughs> if you wanted to do such a thing. But anyway, wonder why I drink multiple buckets. They're only ten bucks a piece. Who wouldn't? So and, and Reed's local. You know, it's a small bar in the front, and then they do have like a little venue space yeah. in the back where they actually do have bands. No and stage stuff like though, that. just like a floor. Yeah, but. floor. Um, they got the. I, I, when we got in there, I said, you know, "Oh yeah, you can tell us the stage." There's a concrete block which is the yeah, standard for, the, for holding the bass drum yeah for the bass drum yeah yeah but anyway it was also good so the owner came and there was only like two or three people in there middle of the, it's like four o'clock on a friday um so we sat at the bar we talked to the owner for like yeah 30 40 minutes or yeah. whatever and they also were playing great fucking music yeah real new wavy right i mean you know a lot of 70s and 80s it they played like the buzzcocks they played uh i think Susie they played Sue? yeah, Su- yeah Susie and the banshees they played the only ones i mean there's some great stuff they played and then some 60s new as order well. yeah, yeah. Was, i mean it was it was it was really nice to go into a bar where you felt welcome with the music you know yeah. i'm not playing some rap shit uh, or something, you know? see but that's our age too See that probably keeps the young kids out. Young kids, young kids, good, young good. kids, young kids want their Beyonce Neil or whatever yeah. they're listening to at the well, moment. The young kids can go sit. There's plenty of places that place for yeah, the young true. kids. So, and also Tom was delighted because because uh, <laughs> they had Tom. I, I, Tom, Tom I was deli- I there. was I was delighted and I was a delight. <laughs> they had a, we call it bubble hockey. It's like the big hockey machine, not not foosball, but the big hockey machine with the little men that with the sticks and they, it's, yeah. it's like a it's little hockey. A, it's got like a dome. Yeah, yeah, it's it. like yeah. called bubble hockey and uh, it was great and Neil and I played to a draw. It was it was, yeah. it was was a lot of fun though. I, I won the first game and Tom won the second game. Yes, so. and we even scored the same amount of goals. There was yeah. no, it's like, should we break this tie so we can have bragging rights? Like, nah, it's fine. That's yeah. how competitive we are at this point, I guess, right? Well, I think Tom was already about Tom was my I, my motor skills may have been slowed down a little bit by that point because I had to, I mean I had to drive and I wasn't quite sure how long of a drive it was to uh, to Liars from where we were. Yeah, we went straight from there to Liars. So didn't we? Yeah. Um, I was like, you know, I'm not I'm I'm giving it a pass at this place. So I was drinking Diet Coke and water by this point. Was Tom was not uh, not shy? What were yeah. you drinking? Whatever, cheap beer. There's PBRs at that place, or what was uh, it? Oh, we, no, old style. I think you were drinking old style, weren't you? I can't remember. I don't know. Just drinking bottle. Or, yeah, draft. Or, I don't know. what. Yeah, I drank old style Schlitz, PBR. I think that was about all I had. Yeah. 
And as as we were there, the band that were going to be playing there that night, like show came up, in. They yeah. were from Iowa as well. I don't know who yeah. they were, but they looked fairly interesting. If we hadn't have had this other show to go to, I'd have been happy to stay there and and watch this band. Well, I, I I think you would have been disappointed. I think they were too young to play music you would like. But the lady in the silver pants, I was kind of intrigued by. Yeah, that was pants. that was sort of you know. We, we we complain when people dress up. We complain when people dress down. You know. No, I was intrigued. Um, oh. But anyway, so yeah, I know pants are like a disco ball. So the the Lions Club was supposed to open at seven, and we weren't going to go there at seven. That wasn't going to fucking happen. But I was like, yeah, maybe we'll go at like eight eight fifteen or something like that. Yeah. Hope, hoping the opening band would go and start at eight thirty. As it turned out, I was. Did, Sadly we, did disappointed. we get there at maybe eight thirty? We got there about eight thirty, eight forty-five, and also we'd found out our friend Mark from the DUIs from yeah. uh, Milwaukee, and, and his friend Chris, who we never met before, yeah, was coming down for the show. So he'd wanted to give us a bar that we, we could meet them, and it was getting so late that we were just yeah. like, "I oh, will just see you at Lions Club." When you, you 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 would never know how easy it's going to be to park or whatever. We ended up parking right. We had the best parking spot. We ended up right. parking like twenty feet. I, from the I door. couldn't believe it. So. We left probably the we left at Reed's local play about eight o'clock, and Tom's as we were walking back to the car, Tom's like, you know what, I'm not hungry, but we should probably get something to eat. Yeah, so I'm like, yeah, it's that was probably, probably a wise decision. Yeah, it was a wise decision. Say. Yeah, but there was really nothing around. So as we were getting closer to uh, Liars, we went past the fucking Chick Fil A and the Popeyes. Yep, and I was just like, well, you know what, let's just stop at Chick Fil A and. Uh, Neil's choice, not mine. Get no, he's hard. Food. He's a hardcore right winger. He only eats at Chick Fil A. <laughs> so we stopped at this Chick Fil A. That oppression, was... that oppression tasted really good. Mm-mm-mm. Man, it was busy. Yeah, those places are insane, man. It, it, yeah. it looks like a racetrack. The cars going around, but us by yeah. us too. It's, it's... Yeah, we almost got smashed twice in the parking yeah. lot just trying to park in the fucking Chick Fil A parking lot. People just do not give a shit. And my spicy chicken sandwich was just fine. Yeah, yeah, it was. The, the food was okay. I wasn't that hungry though. Because, so. yeah, I, I, I was pretty going at the beers pretty good. I, it was better that I had a little something in my stomach. Yeah. Uh, yeah, was, and then we get over there, right? And who's the only people there? We walk in. It's Mark, our buddy Mark, and his buddy. It's like, wow, is nobody going to show up for this thing? I was so, okay. really worried about it for a while because we were there was nobody there when we got there. I so, mean, I guess it shows how early we. They, everybody else knows, I guess, right? So let, let's dial that back a second. So we left. We left uh, Chick Fil A and drove over, and it was actually literally right down the street to to Lions. It was. We could have walked in. Like, yeah, was, we, we we could have stayed parked at Chick Fil A and just walked over to Lions Club if we wanted to. If they had been open late, then we could have got another sandwich on the way. Oh, yeah. That would have been good. Yeah. So no, you were in no fit state. I wouldn't have wanted you eating in my car. Yeah, I got a little. My memory of the towards the end is a little dodgy. Let me admit, but but we popped right outside of Lions yeah, Club. Yeah, that, that was pretty crazy. And um, now I told you about Lions Club before and how small it was, yeah. and I don't think you believe me. Um, it's such a. It's so narrow. Yeah, is the problem? It's kind of a bottleneck. Narrow. Yeah. So it's incredible. So there's a bar. So it's a long, narrow room. A bar to the left as you go in, yeah. and then a couple of tables on the right, and then the stage area at the at the far end opens up almost like a T. But even that's not very. Not big. even. It's more like a penis, and the head's a little bit bulbous. <laughs> so, where the stage so, is. I mean, the stage the stage is is reasonably high, but there's probably only room for what like forty people to stand in that in the, in the, in the, in the head of the front. penis. In case anybody's <laughs> wondering what that hissing sound is, it's Neil's antique heating and cooling system in his car. This guy's in a very old building, and the cat's fucking fast asleep on top of it. <laughs> I mean, even the, like the, the the old radiator type heater, it's got like it's you can tell it's got ornate. You know, everything is old. Everything old oh, has dude, a little more style these. to it. We oh, bought you bought these. Those. There's a there's a place in Chicago 
like uh, well, they'll just gut old buildings mm. and just pull everything out of them, right? Mm. Um, like they have a whole site. It's a huge place. I mean, you couldn't they get have, the quiet one. They have a, well, that's the, that's the radiator. It's not the fucking. But this thing, the radiator cover, we bought we bought that from this from this recovery place mm. down in Chicago. It's a great place. We got them everywhere. Mm. That's where we got all those uh, radiators. Otherwise, mm. the ra- ugly ass radiator yeah. is just sitting there, and you can't put anything. Bash your knee on them or yeah. whatever. So now the cat can sleep on it. Uh, Maya went off topic there. Lost, anyway, her tra- lost her train. So we get into liars, and uh, yeah, the, the bouncer guy is just sitting outside. <laughs> and it was a very, very complicated system. It was a will call, and they just yeah. have names written down on a piece of paper. <laughs> yeah, literally in a notebook, not yeah. even like a printout. Yeah, not even computerized at all. But yeah, he so, gave us our gives our his fans and. Yeah, and uh, we get in there, and yeah, like Mark and his buddy are like the only people in there. Yeah. Except for the opening band. Yeah. Who we were on stage. It must have done like a one-hour sound check. Yeah. And funnily enough, the bass player of the opening band, who was called Lollygagger, the bass player was the guy that was the prep cook at the Mantech. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> he came over and said yeah, hello. Yeah, talked to him really briefly. Nice yeah. guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we were hoping, by now it was like 8.45, so we were hoping, I guess, that the band was going to start at like 9 o'clock. Uh, unfortunately, no. Yes. The opening band didn't, and there's three bands, so the opening band didn't go on until 10. So, yeah, my, so, so we, my hopes of an early evening were dashed. So, yeah, we spent another hour plus just hanging out drinking before the first band even went on. And it did start to fill up a little bit more. No, it was it was a good crowd. I mean, yeah. it was a respectable crowd. It's yeah. a small place. But that place probably holds 100, 120 tops. Yeah. There was probably 100 people there, yeah. but it felt full. And if you were sitting at the back at the back of the bar, you wouldn't be able to see anything. You wouldn't be able to see the band at all. The weird the weird thing is, if you sit in the back, like it's not very loud, but up front in the bulbous head of the penis by the stage... It's so it loud. It is so loud. Yeah. I mean, I went out of the car and got earplugs. It was brutal, man. Yeah, yeah. It was, it, it was very... It was, uh, yeah, it was brutal is a good word. It, like, pounds you. Yeah. It's a very odd space. It yeah. really is. And actually, I was telling Tom, there used to be an upstairs... So there's a doorway just to the left of the bar, um, and there used to be an upstairs like party area, mm. but like really cool. It's got like a, a like a round seat. Mm. Um, who doesn't like padded the, seat? Who doesn't like the party in the middle? But apparently uh, that's been closed for a while. Jason mm. told because our friend Jason from Illuminated showed yep, up yep. too, which was cool. Yeah, it was a good time. Had a nice, um, nice little crew. It's nice to be you know 190 miles from home and know know a few people. You know. Yeah, and um, so the first band came on. They were called Lollygagger. And uh, how to be nice. Well, about it's funny this. because they, they were an odd fit, right? Yeah, they were like, an odd they, fan. Were, they, they were like technically proficient. Like they were clearly good musicians. Oh, the bass player was fucking incredible. He was. He was like almost like a lead. Like I mean, it was it yeah. was a little funkier than I than I, I usually go for. In the vocal, it was kind of metally, right? It was like funky metal. Yeah, like funky metal. <laughs> so, so definitely so, horrible. So it was not my thing. It no. kind of did remind me of Downtown Brown a little bit. Yeah, they, yeah, but they weren't nearly as annoying as Downtown Brown. No. Now the funny thing was because they they because they were the only ones there for a while, so they were sound checked for a long time. So they sounded great. <laughs> yeah. No. No. And, and and like I said, they, they were they were the good sound, musicians, I mean. but it just style wise, yeah. it really wasn't horrible. Well, it just and I, I kind of wonder what it just was an odd odd mix. Like Fast Plays totally made sense. Yeah. Uh, I just and I'm surprised they didn't do more of a uh, more of a punk band, right. but maybe I don't know. Maybe they know the owner. Maybe you know who knows. So they played for probably about 35, 30, 35 minutes, minutes, even yeah. though it, even if it felt like all my life. Um, 
Neil, I, next time you go that the D man and buy food, he's gonna spit a loogie in your. Well, we in said your kebab. As, a, as a bass player, you're fantastic, That's mate. True. Now, I, I don't know if you really needed the five string. What four strings weren't enough for you there, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> needed that fifth string, make it a bit more complex. Uh, but yeah, not a, not our thing really. But then, the, okay, the next band on were the Fast Plants, yeah. who were uh, a skate skate punk band, pretty well from, known uh, locally. From They're Illinois, yeah, somewhere, somewhere in the suburbs, yeah. Or they might be from got a couple them. records out of Beer City. They're, yeah, they're kind of a known quantity. Yeah, so they probably, were good. probably and, about my age. I would guess fifty yeah, year old I'd guys. Say, yeah, and, and the thing about um, Liars Club, it's very. Uh, they have a crew, an older crew that goes there all the time. So yeah. there's a lot of backslapping. They all know each other. Yeah, know each other. And so the Fast Plants clearly were in that crew because yeah. they were. It was like one of the guys' birthdays, so there was a lot of shout outs for the guy whose birthday it was, and again, lots of backslapping and, and junk like that, which I. Well, but it even carried over to Channel 3, who was from yeah. Southern California. Yeah. They all seemed to. Yeah. Which I can kind of but, do well, we, some of we, that stuff, we, but yeah, I don't know if you've heard it by the time we talk about this. But we, you know, we talked to Mike, and uh, yeah, he said they used to play there pretty much once a year. Yeah, they played there a lot. Yeah, so, so they knew. So. A, yeah, they knew a lot of people there yeah. from, from throughout the years, I guess. So uh, anyway, Fast Plants were good. Yeah, very, yeah, very no, loud. I, I really enjoyed it. first time I'd ever seen them. Yeah. So probably played for about forty minutes, I'd say. Yeah, probably around there. Yeah. They had a brand new bass player. Yeah. So good. I was very conscious of the fact they had a brand new bass player. He was great. Yeah, I never heard a bad note. Played a, the guitar played, players that have been there forever, a couple bad notes. The yeah. bass player? No, he was fine. Yeah. Played a, played, played a Rick and Bass. They got like two good. guitar players. They both sing, right? Yeah. And, uh, yeah. yeah, they had a good sound. They had, they're had they fully fleshed out, man. They're a professional yeah. band. They, 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 had, they had the full gamut. They had a the Rick and Bacher bass, less Paul guitar on the left, uh, Telecaster on the right, Fender Telecaster. They go. had all your major brand names. Yeah, yeah. And it looked like they, they provided the back line, right? Yeah, yeah. Because it was the they Fast Plants drum kit. Yeah. So everyone else was using so, it. Well, shit. it was funny because, so like I said, we talked to Mike. Spoiler alert. I don't know whether you hear this before or after. Mike is, a, Mike is the, the singer from Channel, Channel 3. 3 yeah. singer, the singer guitar player. There's two guys from Channel 3 that have been in the band forever. And the other guitar player's name is Kim. And we, you know, we'll jump ahead a little bit here. But we met them both. Both lovely, lovely guys. It was real cool to meet them, actually. Um, but... Uh, where was I going, Neil? I lost my train of thought. Um, no. just, I, I guess I, now I'm just name-dropping sure. about all the cool yeah. people we know in our lives. Because we were talking about fast plants. Oh, I don't Guitars. Know. I don't know. Okay. I give, anyway. I give, I give up. Anyway, they... they, they oh, oh, no. All I was going to say was we knew that the, that the flight from oh, California yeah. yep. wasn't in, coming into Chicago until 6 p.m. We, I don't know if they flew into O'Hare or Midway. But that's not a lot of... Doesn't leave a lot of wiggle room right. for a late flight or anything. So when they didn't show up until about ten o'clock, yeah, 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 they didn't even, yeah, they, they didn't even show up inside the club till about ten o'clock. So there was those, those moments where we're like, oh, well, I hope they're because, showing up. Well, because I, I said earlier, right? This is the year my main goal is going to be to see bands I've never seen before. Because the first one we tried to go see was Meteors. Neil came, <laughs> Neil came to visit us. We talked about it. And they freaking canceled. Yeah, last somebody mi- last said it minute. was the drummer, drummer. that canceled. Yeah, the drummer got sick or something. But uh, drummer, idiots. <laughs> but uh, the uh, and I'm like, is that going to happen again? Wouldn't that be? I mean, you oh, came to Grand, three you came to Grand Rapids, yeah. and Meteors canceled. Yeah. And if I, I'm like, come uh, to Chicago and then yeah, Channel I mean, three you know, I mean, we got to do some record shopping and some drinking. It wouldn't have been a totally wasted trip, but right. it was. It'd be kind of a bummer. So, but they did. They did show up, and um, we gonna play a fast band song. Uh, yeah, let's play a Fast Plant song. So this song is actually this is a uh, dedication, I guess, to Jeff Grosso, yeah. who was a professional skateboarder from the uh, '80s, who uh, who died a couple years ago. So he had the monster face board. 
No, that was Rob Roscoe. Rob Roscoe. Yeah. So Grosso was he was on Santa Cruz as well, like Rob Roscoe was, and he had some he had some very famous graphics, hmm. but uh, it wasn't that one. But he was known as being kind of unconventional. Jeff mm. Grosso, he wasn't your he wasn't your traditional skater. Is that so. code for gay or what? No, 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 not at all. He was kind of a he was kind of a hippie, but he was also in, he was also did heroin and ah. did a, there was a lot of stuff he was he was into. Um, he had a crest bullet, as a matter of fact. Yeah, so, oh crest. Yeah, oh, he had a big crest tattoo on his elbow, huh. the circle crest tattoo on his elbow. So he was a hippie early on. He used to wear a lot of tie dye, and then he discovered punk rock, I guess. And huh. So he was an unconventional guy. But anyway, he died uh, of fentanyl overdose. A couple of years ago. And uh, anyway, this is their dedication to him. This song is called Grosso. the fast plants with uh, with Grosso so yeah channel 3 showed up probably about 10 o'clock uh, fast plants were done with their set at what channel 3 went on just a hair after midnight yeah so it was so which my, is pretty rough for uh, like I said yeah. we, we got together Neil and I got together about lunchtime so we're going on 12 hours at this point we're, yeah, we're not, not as young as we used to be and okay so when we first got into Liars Club I had a pint of Guinness and Tom had a Tom had a um, a few, a few uh, old styles yeah Tom had an old style and at that point that Guinness was going to be my last because anyway to drive home is that the last one we had yeah so no, we had a PBR later right well the guy the weird little guy that was coming around clearing the tables Said to us, "Do you want a PBR?" So I was like, "Yeah, okay." And he just brought it to us. He didn't charge us. There's never been a time. There's never been a time in my life where somebody asked me if I wanted a PBR. Where I said no. I mean, that's like the universe. But it was so yes. weird because I didn't. I didn't know if he meant I'm going to have to pay. He probably, he probably pay thought, you for it. He, he probably thought you were in Channel Three because you're a fellow <laughs> geezer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. yeah, maybe he did. Maybe he thought we were with one of the bands because he just he just brought us around the drinks. Me, Mark, and uh, and and uh, Jason. And Jason got one of those big monster water things, monster. Oh, that liquid death. Yeah, liquid yeah, death. Yeah. Liquid death. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's on the wagon for a little um, bit. Yeah. So anyway, so my point being there, 
I'd, I'd cut off at the Guinness. Tom was throwing down fucking PBRs like there's no tomorrow. Towards the end of the night, I do Almost tend like to, it was I a challenge. speed it up. Yeah, yeah. I do Dude, tend to speed I, it up. I, I was like... Towards the end of the band, or when the band was playing their encore, and I saw you wander back off to the bar, I'm like, dude, you're not getting another one. <laughs> wow, would well, you think I wouldn't be able to finish it? <laughs> so anyway, um, Tom was, uh, yeah, Tom was probably about at that point. Well, Mark, ten, Mark ten was Mark was pretty good too. Oh, oh more than that, I bet. Over, no, of course, saying when channel yeah, yeah. when channel three came on. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, at that club, maybe. 10. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, you know, it was funny because the yeah, was a pint of old style was five bucks. How much were the PBR cans? Okay. Which is, it's fine. They were the not short boys, they were the short ones. Yeah, they were short. Ounces, yeah. I do feel a little inadequate with that short can in my mouth for the, for the big <laughs> hey, one. You're not Andre the Giants, all right? <laughs> for the, the fucking hand around the That's why, well, yeah, you get like a seltzer. It's a nice slender can. Makes your, makes your hand look big. <laughs> so anyway, uh, Channel 3, obviously, because they showed up late, they didn't have time to sound check. So they basically just got up on stage and basically started doing their thing. Um, well, we, but they were using the other guys' amps and stuff, so yeah. it was... So we went up to the head of the penis, got right to the front, basically. Yep. Not that there's a lot of room up there, but... Um, Stood on the edge of the foreskin. Yeah. It was... Tom had went outside to get his earplugs, and... Uh, you didn't, know. You were ringing a little bit no, this morning? I was, uh, yeah, ringing a little bit. Not too bad. Mm-hmm. And uh, they did their thing, and it was a classic set, and they're a lot of fun live. Yeah. They're fucking great. You can tell they've been doing it a long time. They're very professional, but Mike still... Mike certainly isn't... They're not going through the motions by any no. means. No, and they're having fun, you can tell. Yeah, they were enjoying every second, which is which is awesome to that, say that matters to us at it this does. point if i it feel really like you're does. just doing it for a paycheck yeah I'm probably not gonna yeah so i mean they didn't even need to do this because they really they have a 40-year compilation album out yeah. and that's what they were kind of pushing. what if they sold a bunch of them i, mean, I bought one i saw people I, bought, I saw people buying them yeah so um, so honestly dude it's, it's a double lp it's got 27 songs at 30 bucks yeah i mean i paid damn near that for that exploited reprise right. i mean that's a good that's a yeah. good price yeah purple purple vinyl mine yeah. both records are purple so they played all the classics from the first, and he was funny about it. He's like, you know, do you want to hear something from 1981, or do you want to hear something new? 1981! Ah, oh, fuck you guys. <laughs> but yeah, so they ripped into all their old songs, did them all, did a couple of newer ones. The newer ones, actually, I thought sounded better, because they were, um, like, he was making fun. Actually, he gave us a shout-out from the stage. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. Cause he's well, like, it's funny, when we met him, when we got in there, we, you know, he greeted us like old friends, which yeah. is it's always cool. And, they, and like I said, him, he and Kim both, I didn't talk to the other guys, I'm sure they're great too, but... I actually wanted to talk to the drummer. Oh, because he's the drummer is the lower class Bratz drummer, too. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I'd really recognized him, though. Once he, had he, was a, he had a neck tattoo and a hat. If he, as long as he was wearing the same thing he was wearing when he played. Because um, I, I tell you, we, Neil and I both have preview copies of the new lower class Bratz album. It's really good. It's yeah. a scorcher. It's, it's just a, a great, great yeah, album. It is. I've been listening to it daily, pretty much, since I got it. I don't know when the official release date is, but you're definitely going to want to get this record, kids. So this, so this being as small of a club as it was, and with, you know, there was, again, probably only like 25 people in the head of the penis there, mm-hmm. actually by the stage. Um, I, I, dude, there was more is, in the shaft, Neil. Dude, there was more in the shaft. It is bizarre. It was a bizarre crew. Because A, there was the locals from uh, Liars Club, yep. who, the, the birthday guy. Who was getting uh, whiskey shots and stuff? And yeah, the uh, band were even doing whiskey shots. Yeah, doing whiskey shots with him and stuff like that. And then there was a weird girl in front of us who was super tan, and she looked like she. There's always the one person that looks like they just wandered in off the streets who don't who doesn't belong. Yeah, she was wearing like sandals or something. Yeah, she was and wearing just dancing, sandals. But dancing up a storm. Well, she seemed to know all the songs, so she clearly did know the she songs. She looked too clean cut to yeah. know a bunch of yeah. old punk rock. Yes, yeah. and she was younger, um, but she was pulling out her phone constantly. 
And because she was standing right in front of me, taking I could video. see what she was doing. I thought she was taking video with a band. Oh, no, was she, was, she was taking selfies the whole <laughs> fucking time, just of her, her face. Wouldn't you turn around, though, so you get the band in the background or something? She wasn't doing that. She was just interested in She's seeing her face. She's probably a TikTok influencer. She probably makes $100,000 yeah. a year. So, and I tried to get in because she was, I was behind her. So I tried to get in some of her videos, but she had a face so big. It was just her face in the selfie, which was so fucking See, I, I was pretty blotto at that point. I yeah. was not noticing the small details. Yeah. But I did see her. I did, it did, I did make a note of the fact that she was, seemed too clean cut to be there. And then, and then when they did, they, they have the, they have a famous like punk rock duet and a woman jumped up on stage and kind of helped him with it. Now she yeah. didn't get the individual parts too well, but it was, uh, it's, you make me feel cheap. Yeah. You make me feel cheap. Yeah. Great, great song. Great song. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Funny song. One of those songs where it makes you wonder if they could even pull it off now because everybody's a bunch of pussies. But again, it was it was so awesome because they they had her on stage and they were just joking around and laughing and dancing yeah. around with her and stuff. It was just a great time. It was yeah. like it was like they were a band playing. It's like we'd crash a, somebody else's party. party. Yeah, it was yeah. like a party. It was like that's that's how much fun they were having. Well, so, it's not even like we crashed it because they welcomed us with open arms. You know, yeah. it, was, it was cool and and everybody was. It was definitely an older crowd. There was boy, there was not very many young people there at all. Or there, I mean, there weren't a lot of people under thirty there. At Just all. that one little girl who was dancing in front of me, who was like, yeah, she was whipping her hair into my face. Uh, but I mean, the average age, it was it was definitely an older crowd. But everybody yeah. was so cool, so chill, yeah, and the camaraderie and that type of crowd where yeah. everybody kind of has a similar experience. Yeah. So it was, it, was, it was honestly, I you know, I had never been to Liars. I had never seen Channel Three. Did you, had you seen Channel Three? No, no, never seen them. No, um, unless I saw them at an early riot fest where they just didn't. Yeah, he really. said he said they played early Riot Fest, but yeah. that would have probably been when it was inside still. I yeah, so they um, might because I was there all day for that one of the first Riot Fests, and it was so many bands. I don't can't even, even keep track. Yeah, well, it's funny that there's that the '90s too. Sometimes we go to these big package tours, and I can't remember if you didn't know any of the songs by the band, you wouldn't even. Well, there was there was times it was like I look at them like, oh, they played on that. I don't remember that right, at all. Yeah. And, Oh, I guess I did see that band, but you know, I guess if you saw but don't remember it, what's it worth? You know? Yeah, that's so. true. That's true. So uh, anyway, and I saw I saw an old friend of mine, uh, a lady called Karen, who was uh, used to know all her the name was actually Karen. She wasn't a Karen. No, she her name was Karen. Maybe so, she is a Karen. <laughs> Uh, used to be friends with all the rockabilly guys they used okay. to hang her out with in the mid 80s so she's been in the scene she knew everybody mm. so she's uh, you know hugging and uh, mm. saying hello to everybody and having a great time so she knew the Channel 3 guys really well but from the little bit I, she told me because it was during the Fast Plant set so I couldn't hear her too sure. well but I think she said that Channel 3 came in town in the 80s and were in town for like three days and stayed with one of her friends uh, so they and they were just out partying all the time and yeah. having a good time so uh, that's how she knew she knew them really well hmm. so um, they, they did seem like a home away from home isn't that amazing guys. she knows them really well because they spent some time together 40 years yeah, ago right? you know three yeah. days ago 40 yeah. years ago but I guess well, you can't a small city it, it, it is it yeah. is yeah and yeah, like I said, we didn't. We we had a bunch of people there. We knew five or six of us or whatever, which was real cool. But it was yeah, it was a very welcoming crowd. Mm -hmm. So so anyway, we um, now the funny thing, uh, funny uh, aside about Liars Club is that there was a, a documented murder upstairs. There, some hmm. guy sl uh, slaughtered his wife with an axe. Really? Cut, cut, I don't know if he cut off her head or he just boy axe just, murders. Yeah, pretty rare. Up, upstairs there. So it's supposed to be haunted. Actually, the upstairs is supposed to be haunted. Huh. So that's what they say. It's haunted with a thousand PBRs. Yeah. The ghost but, of but, a thousand but, PBRs fans. But how loud the music was, but he drove the ghost <laughs> out. You're not kidding. Um, so anyway, the, the band finished about one o'clock, yeah, something like that. So I just, I just 
just decided that I wasn't even going to look at my fucking watch. So the band came back, Mike and uh, Mike and Kim came back, and uh, it's because it's so tiny. So what are they doing? They don't even really have a merch booth. Yeah, just so it's just right set up the by, the, by the door. Yeah. So they were selling that they only had the 40-year anniversary record. And they had one T-shirt, which was like a tour T-shirt from 1983, like a reprint of that. So they were selling Japanese, those. right? Yeah. Uh, a rep- reprint of their 83 yep. Japanese tour. So Tom had, uh, when, he, when we had him on, he'd, he'd agreed to, to buy the, he said he was going to buy the album. So we went up there and... Uh, Tom, I mean, it didn't take much convincing. I no. wanted to grab yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, you did, yeah. So Tom bought the, uh, Tom bought the album and uh, we got them to sign. I went outside and got that first Channel 3 EP ran back to the car and brought that in so they could sign that for me. Uh, you should have been Kim. like, I'm sorry, we only sign things that you buy from yeah, us. We yeah, can't, uh, yeah, Like, yeah. Dan, pull the Danzig yeah, thing. Pull the Danzig. Yeah. yeah. So uh, they signed it for us. And then, uh, you know, it's, it's funny that I started actually getting my second wind. Because they were playing the psychedelic furs, and I started dancing about because I was really getting the second wind yeah, I was wind pretty at woozy point. at that point. Yeah, Tom was, uh, Tom was feeling no pain. So I dragged him outside, and, uh, and we drove home. And it probably took about... There was no traffic because now it's like one fifteen, one thirty. So it took us about twenty five minutes to get home, mm-hmm. and, uh, and that was the night. Mm-hmm. So that was uh, that yeah. was a long. That was a, we did a lot, man. Yeah, it was a twelve hour day. Yeah. Well, like I said, I'm only here for probably like twenty seven hours. You know, we're gonna we're gonna go do a little record shopping now, get lunch, and so uh, three bars, three record stores, yeah. three bands. <laughs> not bad. Yeah, not bad. Not bad. Made some new friends. Discovered a new bar. Discovered a new record store. Yeah. It's all fucking good, man. It was. It's it was all good. good. Yeah. So, uh, I think, yeah, we're going to go out to... What song? Oh, it was a... No, go ahead. We have a couple more songs to play, I think. We'll just play out with these. Well, um, I was going to say, I... I, I this, the, that little piece of news... I went to a couple other shows, but we can talk about those later, certainly. Oh, yeah, that's right. You did. Yeah, we didn't even get to those. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that on another episode, I think. Yeah. Um, but one thing I did want to say, because you were talking about the, the Grosso thing. Yep. He died of freaking fentanyl. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Fentanyl, yeah. heroin overdoses. So the big punk news this week, not associated with punk news, the website, was that it came out that that uh, DH DH Pellegro died of a heroin slash fentanyl overdose, and that was the drama for the drama uh, for the Dead, Dead Kennedys. Kennedys. Long time album. after the first album. Yeah, yeah. 40, oh, wait, that's right. He didn't play on the first forty plus. Album. The, yeah, the first album had a guy named lovingly named Ted. So that was it, Ted. But um, you know, it was funny at the time. Now it's been a couple of years, right, since he died. Um, yeah, I'm not quite sure. I don't remember. It wasn't. It was maybe a year ago, something like that. Yeah. See, it seems like it was longer than that. But you know, it seemed weird at the time that a 63 year old hale and hearty guy could die yeah, by yeah, knocking his head on the bathroom Tom, sink or something. October 28th, 2022. So it's only Ooh, like not even a year. seven months ago, yeah. Wow, I swear it was longer than that. Time flies when you're dead, I guess, or doesn't <laughs> doesn't fly when you're dead. But yeah, so I was I was so I read his book. I mean, I've told stories about meeting him and getting the book signed and all that. And he had a horrible addiction issues earlier in his life. But when I met him, you know, five eight years ago, he was clean. He wasn't even drinking drinking beer or anything. He was just you know he seemed like he really had it together. But then I saw that it came out that he had a lot of health issues too. He had cancer. He was fighting cancer, and he mm. had a bunch of stuff going on. So I don't know if he was self self medicating or what. But you know, when you do street drugs, there's always a, a risk. Yeah, for sure. And you know, we always knew that when we were kids. There's always a you know when you do cocaine or heroin. Or I never did heroin, but you know, it, it, there's there's a risk of anything off the street. But I can't imagine being willing to do street drugs right now. This freaking fentanyl stuff, right? right. 
So public service announcement from your from your surrogate fathers on the Punk Till I Die podcast. <laughs> don't freaking do street drugs. Don't do street drugs. I mean, it's probably not a good idea to do hard drugs anyway, but I'm not your mother. We're just your surrogate father. So anyway, <laughs> be careful, kids. If I get killed, D.H. Pellegro, I could kill you too. Yep. So. I mean, you figure drummers have always got to be pretty fucking fit, right? Yeah, That's a dude, physical I, I tell you, job. I met him, I don't know how many years ago. He's He was 63 or something. He died. He looked phenomenal. Yeah. You would have never known that he was a horrible drug addict. He just, he looked, he looked 10 year, or 20 years younger. Yeah. It, it just, he just looked great. I, I didn't recognize him at first because he looked way too young hmm. to be the Dead Kennedy's drummer. But, well, you know, you when you see a black guy at a punk show, it's probably out of a process of elimination. But that show, actually, the Bowl Wheels played too. So it was the rare, wow. rare yeah. punk show with two black yeah. guys. Yeah. <laughs> and that's not a racial thing at all. It's just, no, it's, it's just, just it's very rare. I mean, there wasn't, yeah. there wasn't any last night, and not that yeah. they weren't welcome. I'm surprised that it's funny. The bigger cities do, you do get some black skinheads mixed in the in the mix sometimes. I don't, yeah. know, I don't know if that was big in Chicago. Well, like Chicago say, had a lot of racist skinheads. Too. Well, like I say, Liars Club is a pretty, I, I mean, I don't want to cast aspersions, but it is a pretty, not insular scene, but there's a lot of locals who go there like every night. And, yeah. and it's and everybody knows it, each other. Is it just punk, or do they do? It's they, they do, do all kinds of. They do kiss bit. karaoke. I don't know if you noticed there was a lot of kiss memorabilia. Did you see? I it? saw. Yeah, I did notice that. Yeah. I mean, even in my blurred state, yeah. they had like a pinball. Yeah, they had a kiss pinball machine. Who doesn't want to rock had, and roll on it? Yeah. yeah. And they party got, every um, day. Did you notice any of the merch they have? The merch is fantastic. I, I saw know. they had a bunch of shirts and stuff. I mean, they, they almost had like a guy just over there selling shirts because they had so many. Who does that? I mean, whoever does that graphic work does a really good job. Just like a Felix the Cat guy, but in a fez. And that's that's their graphic. And then they have a couple of other like rip off misfits things. Like we're open till one thirty eight. That's one of the things. Uh-huh. You know. Um, well, it's funny, right? Because they they've been immortalized in song a couple of times. Wise Club, yeah. I mean, most famously probably by uh, Stiff Little Fingers. Yeah. On their last on the last album, which is probably yeah. like twenty. Yeah, which is yeah. They have a song called Liars Club, which is about politicians, but he also name drops. He lives in Chicago, and did, all he did, yeah. and uh, and he goes to Liars Club a lot. Uh, Lollygaggers also. I was streaming them. They have a song called Liars Club, so they might have a tight relationship with the. I might explain why they. So were. now we might be banned from Lias Club, is what you're saying? Because we didn't like that. Apparently, band. we're pretty easy to pick out. So maybe. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's like yeah. No, nah, it was cool. The, the bartenders were great. They, yeah, the, they, the bartenders they, were funny. They saw me coming. Yeah. They, they go one or two. One or two. <laughs> Mark and I, I think, exchanged rounds a couple times. So uh, yeah. So anyway, it was a it was a fun day, and uh, I think we're I think we're pretty Should much we wrapping it up? up. Yeah, we're wrapping up. So yeah, we're great. Play. Yeah, listen, it was beer, it was records, yep. it was hanging out with good people. I mean, what what else are you gonna do? It's gonna be a little more of that today, but I think the beer is gonna be a little bit easier. Yeah, I'm probably not gonna drink at all because yeah. I got to drive home, and I, you know, I, I didn't get the worst night's sleep ever. But I know by the time I get to like the Indiana State Line, I'll be like, oh man, I was, I'm, I'm gonna be guzzling Coca Cola or something or coffee. Or, even though it was two o'clock in the morning by the time we got home, like I said, I had my second wind and I was wired as fuck when mm. I got home, so I didn't sleep well at all. Mm. Um, I probably didn't fall asleep till about four o'clock or something like that. So I'm I'm tired, but still, we're gonna we're gonna do what we're gonna go up to uh, Loud Pizza so you can see it and. Uh, It'll be open now. So anyway. I'm going to get some lunch and drink about 50 Cokes so I'm wired for the drive home. And if I'm not wired from the caffeine, at least I'll have to pee. You can't fall asleep if you have to pee really bad. So it would yeah. keep me. Keep Maybe me. give you a bottle so you can, if you have to And pee I did, now. unfortunately, I did speak to my wife. She's like, hey, if anybody wants oh, one. Oh, shit. We, but, didn't, we didn't put a fucking thing in your car. Do you have any good ticket? It's possible. 
Well, we'll see. We'll do it in a second. So anyway, I think we should sign off then on that note before Tim gets before Tom gets a ticket. Oh, well, anyway, my, my my wife said, "Hey, if you if anybody wants to go to dinner tonight, let them know we're available." I'm just like, "Oh yeah, no, no, no. I'm gonna go home and sit <laughs> on the couch." You know, but yeah. anyway, all right, we're gonna run and put a thing in my car lest yeah. I get a ticket because if I get a ticket, I can never come back. I guess I don't know how that works. So we how will- much is the ticket? It'll probably be about fifty bucks. Oh! So we will, we will, we will uh, say goodbye to you all. Love you and leave you. And we will sign off with. Um, we're going to play first. Um, Ratchets, Book of Lore, which is the t- first track off that album that I bought. And then um, dealing with damage. Our friend uh, Ed Shred from England. They have a new album out, and uh, I'm actually I've I've had it for a while. Um, and we're going to play a track off of that because I was showing it to Tom before. So this is uh, first. It's going to be Ratchets with Book of Law, and then it's going to be dealing with damage with a song called Rinse, Repeat, Rinse. So uh, anyway, we will talk to you next time. Thanks for listening. Punkladai seventy seven at Gmail. Yep. Punkladai Facebook. We're over a thousand now. We get that little one K mark on there. That's cool. Yep. Yeah. That's right. So and, yeah. Uh, keep a little listening. keep a little mark in your heart and stay free. And uh, we'll smell you later. Smell you later, everybody. Bye bye.
that brings us to the end of another show hope you enjoyed it remember keep a little mark in your heart and we'll be back the same mark time same mark channel that's it man game over man it's game over ah, ever get the feeling you've been cheated good night what a fucking rotter What a load of old shit. Thank you, fuck you, bye, boom. Okay.